food. Just saying the word may stir up all kinds of thoughts and feelings inside of you. Do you feel like your relationship with food is complicated? If you are ready to stop being bossed around by what the world says about food and your body, you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. I'm inviting you to turn down the volume on diet culture and tune into God's voice with our brand new challenge, Food is Not the Boss of Me. Your body is good, food is good, and learning to trust yourself with good things is exactly what God wants for you. For 21 days, you'll learn to get free from the world's prescription of what you should eat or drink or what your body should look like. You hear that music. That's right, it's Christmas time, which means 2023 is just around the corner. And you also know that with every new year, we launch a brand new program. And you just heard Elisa talking about this new program, Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. We want to invite you to join us on this 21 day journey. Signups open tomorrow, December 13th, and we've made it really easy for you to get registered. The link is in the show notes, so all you have to do is swipe up. My name is Aaron, one of the team members here at Revelation Wellness, and I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us today, tuning in to this podcast. Also, thanks to our donors for making this show happen. It's because of your giving that lives are changed every single day. I hope you're ready to move your body because we believe God wants to do something special in and through you over these next few minutes. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one. Play. Okay, we're going to try this again. Woo! Y'all, pray for me. <laughs> Ever since I came back from sabbatical and recording these revving the words, man, I've had technical difficulty after technical difficulty. So here we go. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on you. God's not giving up on me. Let's do this thing. Take a deep breath, inhale through your nose. Exhale out your mouth. Maybe shake your hands. Maybe pat your thighs. Wake up, come on. Wake up, oh sleeper, wake up. We're gonna move this good body, meet with our good God, get a good word, and go do good this day. I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, and I was just thinking about this today. Like seven years ago, created this thing called Revving the Word. When I broke my foot one day and I could no longer teach my RevFit classes, my live in-person classes in my community, I missed it. And all I could do was sit on a recumbent bike and get, get my body moving that way. And I was grateful for it, but I sure missed hearing the Word of God, preaching the Word of God, filling my mind with the Word of God as I moved my body while having some uplifting music. Yeah? You feel it, right? Yeah, I miss being in a community of other people. And so we're together right now doing this. It's so fun. So I'm so grateful that God gave us this gift, has created this 
very unique podcast. So thank you for donors. You make it possible for us to do this right now. Our end of the year giving season is upon us, guys. Listen, if you're looking for a place to put a few extra dollars and you've been blessed here, let's go. Fuel this engine. Wherever there is a body in the world hurting, we got a target. But we can't get there without the fuel. So fund. Fund and fuel the engine. We have a goal of $80,000 by the end of the year. I believe we're going to get it. In Jesus' name, I believe we're going to get it. So join us on mission as we keep moving these good bodies. God is in a good mood. All right. So today, the question for you, would you like more of God's presence in your life? You know, this Emmanuel, God with us, would you like to have that be more of a reality in your life, that he really is with you, that he's as near as your hand, that when things feel out of hand, (laughs) he can take you by the hand and lead you through what feels like a fire, earthquake. And if it's a joyful season, a joyful moment, that he will punch his hands up to the air just like you and celebrate and leap and dance. He is the God of a good mood, everyone. And I want a good mood to stay in me. Anyone else? So we're going to do a two-part series. This is going to take us up to Christmas, I believe, as we prepare to celebrate the arrival of our King. Let's celebrate right now that He is the King who came to be with us and had every plan to stay with us. So in two parts, we're going to talk about keeping God's presence, how to stay with God. This this teaching is on how to stay, and next week we're going to need to know His motives. We'll talk more about that then. But today it's about staying with God. I'm going to read from you, read to you from Numbers, starting in chapter 9. Let's see. We'll go 15 through 19. Here we go. Numbers is a book that's recounting the Israelites' time in the wilderness as they're making their way to the promised land. Here we go, verse 15. On the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. Everyone's thinking pictures. And at evening, it was over the tabernacle like the appearance of fire until morning. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. And whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, after that, the people of Israel set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the people of Israel camped. At the command of the Lord, the people of Israel set out. And at the command of the Lord, they camped. 
as long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle many days, the people of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not set out. This is the word of the Lord. All right, that's a cool picture. Did you see the picture in your mind? All right, listen, on a scale of one to 10, let's shake things up a bit. Anything over five is moving on purpose. And that's what you've been doing since we pushed play. Let's go ahead and push towards an eight. An eight means you cannot close your mouth and breathe comfortably. Maybe two or three breaths, then it just feels better to open your mouth and breathe through both your nose and your mouth. It requires a little focus and a whole lot of fun. If this doesn't feel fun to you, don't do it. Come on. I am not your warden. I'm not the principal, I'm just a guide suggesting I'm suggesting right now that you press in, lean in to the joy of the Lord that is your strength. All right, so did you get the picture of the tabernacle? Y'all, the tabernacle was the place of worship in the wilderness. It was mobile. It was a mobile home of the Lord. Guess what? Your body is now the mobile home of God. Yeah. I love that God, <laughs> I know our bodies are called a temple. And back in the Old Testament time and the times of Jesus, they would build those temples, those buildings. People would marvel over them. And you know what Jesus said? See those buildings? I'm gonna destroy those. <laughs> and then I wanna raise them back up in three days. Yeah. You know what God's not interested in? Monuments. Now, listen, he's interested in worship. And those monuments were symbols of worship. They were not the point of worship. The temple was not to be worshiped. The temple is where worship occurs. So when Jesus dies, he resurrects the temple in our bodies. There's a new command now. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive me in you. And now, forget these static, beautified buildings. Y'all, <laughs> we upgraded to a mobile home. <laughs> that doesn't sound, right? 
doesn't sound very glamorous, God. And pull back. In the United States, a mobile home. Let's just say it's a fantastic place to live. But it isn't like the thing people aspire to. One day I'm going to live in a mobile home park. No. People want the mansions, the big, beautiful buildings, big, beautiful homes. But nothing wrong with a beautiful home. But the point is you being about the Father's business. Mobile. God wants to be with you so much that he sends his only son to die for the very thing that kept you from God, and that was sin. Sin. Wrong thinking about God. Wrong feelings about God that lead to wrong actions. Because listen, feeling and thinking wrong about God is not a sin, but it'll open the pathway to sin. Because in this tabernacle, this tent of my body, and this mobile home of the presence of God, I'm not always thinking and feeling correctly. But praise God that as quick as I can, I can notice it. Because I want to stay with God. I want to host Him. I just did an episode last week about that. Being a good host. But I just don't think it's a one and done teaching. We need the presence of God to rest on us just like this cloud. Yeah, I can guarantee you this. If you are here, because you <laughs> you'd rather be somewhere else, but you know this is the right thing for you to do, this is a good thing for you to do, that this helps clear your mind, set your soul straight. I'm telling you, the presence of God is with you right now. But if you are here because you fear being fat, out of shape, old, weak, and you're here out of fear, listen to me. There's a God is still with you because you can't kick out His Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is not into this. <laughs> it wants to get your thinking right so you can get your walking right or your running right. The presence of God is congruent. All the people would stay and all the people would set out. This visual sign of a cloud. Push back up towards that eight. So Lord, we want to be led by your cloud and your presence. How are we to know if your presence is with us? Now that there is no desert dwelling God and you're with us in the Holy Spirit, 
how are we to know where you are going and what you are doing? Speak to us, God. Yeah, push, come on. If you want to go towards a nine, because that sounds like fun, do it. Do it. Uh. I love, come on. This song says, pain lies on the riverside. Get in the water. Whoever gets in the water is with the presence of God. And where there is the presence of God, there is peace. You know this, neurologically proven, neuroscientifically, when we shift into a state of peace, thanksgiving and appreciation, physical pain decreases. Sounds like a work of God to me. Sounds like the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the cloud and the fire are in the river. Get in the water. Get in the water. Swim in the word. The presence of God is here. an eight you can play with being a nine but here's the thing about being a nine you can't stay there for very long you can try it have fun guys come on if some of you are like Lisa my five feels like an eight today good for you you're aware agency awareness precedes transformation. We want to be with you, God. Fire at night, cloud by day. Fire at night, cloud by day. I want you to move your body, and I literally want you to see the cloud, the glory cloud of God around you right now. And later tonight, when you sleep, that cloud, same cloud, turns into fire. You know what that means? You always have light. You never walk in the dark. Never. Where there is the presence of God, you can always take a step. You are not afraid of the dark. Because the light is always with you. During the day, the glory cloud. At night, the fire. Come on, see it. 
20 seconds. What do you got? Are you laughing? Please be laughing. This is fun. Three, two, pull back. It really is. I break off. I break off of any person here. I break off of you. Shame, inhibition, or a spirit of timidity. Take up space. Move that good body. It houses the presence of God in it and on you. On you is the presence of God. So, y'all know, I came back from sabbatical. I was just relishing in the presence of God. I had so much time to be with Him. But I've been noticing over the past few weeks <laughs> that's harder to do when you're down in the valley, right? It's easy to do on the mountaintop, harder to do in the valley. And that's just the reality, friends. Trust me, I wasn't fooling myself and thinking, oh, those valley days are over. Nope. <laughs> I am a valley girl. <laughs> People of the 80s remember that movie. I am a valley girl. Because I know in the valley <laughs> are where the captives are. It's where those who walk in darkness have not seen the light. So I go down to the valley. So the cloud and the fire would be seen and people would go, what's going on over there? I'll follow that. And as we make disciples, we teach them how to lead them up to the mountain, to the high place of their prefrontal medial cortex to reason and think. We lead them up. Lift up your head, O gates. Lift up your head. Listen, come on. God shows up where he's wanted and all he needs is a lifted head. Lift your head. Come up. So as I've returned, I'm in the valley and I miss my mountaintops. So I've been talking to the Lord about, I just miss his presence. I want more of him. And he said this to me, Elisa, I said I would always be with you. That's why I came. I'm Emmanuel. I came so I could always be with you. Now, you move as the Holy Spirit moves in you. You don't need to be a cloud watcher now, but a wind watcher. Watch the wind. If the Holy Spirit is moving, you go. You want to be with me. Because remember, he's always with us. The question is, are we with him? Let's all stop praying, God be with us. No, God is with us. The prayer is God. Teach us to be with you. We want to be with you. So that when you go, we go. And when you stay, we stay. When you speak, we speak. And when you're listening, we listen. And guess what? I'm pretty positive God listens. 
more than he speaks for some of us. Know which one you tend to do. I'm a speaker when I need to listen more. Some of you don't use your voice. So you just say, I'm listening. But the point of listening is to at some point, when the cloud is seen and the fire speak, call into existence that which does not exist. So I asked the Lord, Lord, how will I know if you are going? How will I know? And he said, you will know I am moving when your flesh doesn't want to do what I am doing. Oh! Can I say that again? You will know that God is moving and you are to follow when your flesh doesn't want to do what he is doing. When your flesh doesn't want to say what he is saying. Galatians 5.17 It's one of my favorite verses. The spirit is opposed to the flesh and the flesh is opposed to the spirit. See that? Come on. The glory cloud and the fire. These are images, signs of God's presence, his spirit among his people. And where God's spirit is, our flesh, our Egyptian ways of thinking and living as slaves, it's confronted over and over again. You will know God is moving when your flesh doesn't want to do what he is doing. Come on, guys. You know this, right? We tend to know ourselves better by our shortcomings than our strengths. It's true. Man, his pain, as C.S. Lewis says, it's God's megaphone. Those things get my attention. My shortcomings, they're like under a magnifying glass and on the sound system of my brain all the time. Much easier than the glory of God, than the goodness of God, than the gifts of God. We're all just prone to think of ourselves and when we do that, as we see of the people in the wilderness, we will worship and serve created things rather than Creator God. On a scale of 1 to 10, give yourself a good 7 effort. If you want to be an 8, okay. Check your motives. Have fun. If it's not fun, don't do it. You will know God is moving when your flesh doesn't want to do what he is doing. So I 
heard this and I thought, okay, you know what? I need to list out some things that my flesh doesn't like. I encourage you to do this. Please do this. Later today, list out some of the things that your flesh, things that frustrate you, right? Because the flesh frustrates the spirit and the spirit frustrates the flesh. And this occurs so that we keep from doing what we want to do. So that friction point is good. I love a good friction point. Yeah. So here's some things that came to my mind. I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with them. <laughs> it's like our shared humanity. Here are some things that my flesh doesn't like. And when this, these things occur, I am quick to leave the camp <laughs> or stay in the camp when God has left. Come on. No one left behind here. First thing my flesh does not like. Get ready. Number one, this could be the biggest one for me and I have a feeling it's for you. Waiting. Woo! Waiting. Going slow. John Ortberg says this, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. You know what comes to my mind? When God says to Joshua, when you go in that new land, devote to destruction everything, everything that belongs to that foreign land. People, goods, food, cattle, destroy it all. Otherwise, you will be tempted to mix a little of this and a little of that and worship me with unauthorized fire. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. This is where John Mark Comer was inspired to write his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you haven't read it, it's a good one. My flesh does not like to wait. Going slow. Well, I'm going to come back to that. Second, my flesh doesn't like discomfort. It doesn't like going when I want to stay. When I am watching stupid TV, but my body's tired, but I can feel my spirit say, come into the secret place. Let's pray, let's dance, let's sing. We can do more with our life right now than this. <laughs> and I think to myself, yes, we could, but I'm so tired. When I'm not really tired, I'm just comfortable. My couch, <laughs> I, might have, I might need to ruthlessly eliminate my couch from my life. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. You guys, rest is good. Rest is good. But I want more of God. I really want to, you know, hit the sheets at night 
And no, I didn't waste any time. Third thing my flesh doesn't like is giving, giving, giving God my undivided attention, giving when I think I don't have, giving energy, time, money, come on, it it doesn't naturally come up. I don't wake up each day and think how much of myself can I give away today to others? I need to think that more often. We just are me first creatures. Man, so many people, you guys, and this is why we see across the board, churches, nonprofits, they're suffering in this time because of this financial adjustment that's happening. COVID rocked us and in the aftershocks and in what kind of feels like a recession cost of goods being high, cost of living being high, you know? For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. We had a lot of stimulation checks going on, a lot of, a lot of trying to get some money out there. That was good where it was good, but bad where it was bad. And everything lies in balance. So now we're feeling repercussions of the economy and the first thing people do in their flesh they pull back from giving to God they pull back from like they're like you know God's gonna be okay with me he knows my pain he knows my discomfort yeah I'll, I'll get back to giving once my bills are paid ah y'all it's wrong Give to him. The only reason you have a house, a roof over your head where you can have a bill is because he's given to you. If you give to him, he will meet all your needs. Seek first the kingdom. Give first to the kingdom. Come on, y'all. Man, the kingdom, God, churches and the like should be the most resourced. Nobody who comes to a church or a church community should be in need because there's so much to give. I love in Old Testament, I can't remember what book it is, but when it's time to build the tabernacle, the people bring so much gold, so much of their offering. I believe it's not Zechariah. Oh, Hezekiah, Hezekiah says, stop giving, it's too much, you can stop now. And you couldn't stop people, they just kept bringing it, bringing it, why? Because they were returning to the heart of worship. And when you return to the heart of worship, where God is on the throne of your heart, you'll give it all. Suddenly you're willing to wait. Suddenly you're willing to be uncomfortable. The fourth thing my flesh doesn't like is looking foolish. <laughs> my flesh likes to look good anyone like having spinach in your teeth no you always feel a little foolish afterwards but aren't you thankful for the friend who told you hey you have spinach in your teeth <laughs> we don't like looking foolish and y'all being a Jesus follower being an apprentice of Jesus means 
you will look like a fool. Let the fools arise. You have found your people right here. <laughs> you have found your people right here. So God, we thank you. I pray, Lord, you would devote to destruction the things in us that are connected to Egypt living, slavery and orphan mindset. You are Emmanuel, a glory cloud of the day and a fire at night. And where you go, we go. We want to be with you, God. Deal with the affections of our heart and distractions of our mind that keep us from you. We love you. Holy, holy, holy are you. You're worthy of it all. Our bodies, our breath, our best. We love you, Jesus, for you. And in your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>